you found this podcast because you're a mom who wants to disrupt what is expected of you. You're passion-focused, purpose-driven, and ready to break through to your own version of success and finally build a life and business that is totally on your own terms and led from your inner guidance system. You're not interested in replicating what someone else told you was successful. You're 100% ready to design your own reality in life and business. And you're here for it, all of it. I see you, I hear you, I am you. So let's get started in turning our dreams into bite-sized actionable steps to launch forward toward our dreamy, soulful, fulfilling, and joyful lives and businesses. Welcome to the Moms with a Purpose show. Hi, Emily. Welcome back to the Moms with a Purpose show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm so pumped to be back. Thanks for having me again. Yes, of course. And the last time you were on the show, it was actually called Something Different. It was my first iteration of this podcast, The Confessions of a Working Mom. So it's gone through a little bit of changes since then, but the purpose remains the same. So I'm so happy to have you back here. Yeah, thanks. So can you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself, your family, what you do in your business and all those good things? Yeah. So I'm Emily and I am married to Mike. We have two little boys ages eight and five, and we just moved from Texas to Minnesota, which is technically our hometown that we left about 14 years ago. So we are figuring out what it's like to come back home again and thinking through what we want that to look like. But yeah, I work a nine to five job where uh, I support campuses that use a software, clients that use our software. And outside of my nine to five, I am passionate about helping moms live a connected life, specifically being surrounded with a circle of good friends um, to do life with. And so that's often what you can see me banging the drum about in all the fun online places. <laughs> yeah, I love that because I feel like it's not talked about enough. Like we have, you know, there's a ton of people with moms having different businesses, but having that kind of talking about community and friendship and support like that, I think is so important for us as moms. So how did your interest get sparked in that particular area? Is there like a story behind it or anything you want to share with the audience? Yeah. So I, you know, I mentioned that we just you know, moved back home after 14 years away. And so really kind of the story about how I got interested in community and friendship was because when we moved, just recently married, and we moved to a city where we knew no one. And I was just like, so shocked at how hard it was to make friends as an adult. And like the crazy things I started to think about, oh my gosh, is this me? Like I used to have friends, but maybe that was a sham or a fluke. And like, just really started to kind of dive into like, why is this so hard? And realized I was not alone, but it was kind of this thing we weren't talking about. And so I'll like figured out friendship 
as an adult without kids or a dog. And then we moved again. This time we had a baby to another place where, again, we didn't know anyone and like (laughs) trying to figure out how to make friends. But now as a mom who had like, I don't know, time just was different. You know, the time available. Also, like I had a baby. So I still just didn't know, like, when am I actually free to get together? Like there were just so many challenges with friendship that got added into the mix. And so I've always just kind of been fascinated by it. And then just fell into podcasting, you know, as I just loved that form of communication. It was just such a nice way to, I don't know, not feel so alone in the day to day when you kind of felt so isolated as a mom. And I was a working mom at the time. And I just felt like there weren't enough podcasts specifically for working moms, like in the trenches. And so that's how I ultimately started kind of the platform and the business. But what I quickly found out, and I know you started as kind of a working mom you know, niche as well. And what I quickly found was like, if you were in the working mom niche world, you just like had to talk all the time about fair wages and like negotiation. And I just like, didn't care about any of that. And so I was just like, no, I just want to talk about like how to live an intentional life. So that even when you are busy, you're still like, you know, living life the way you want. And ultimately just kind of decided on too many moms that are just like, have said, once I've kind of brought the friendship thing up, they're like, oh, I thought that was just me that thought this was hard. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. We all think this is hard, but we don't talk about it. So let's start talking about it. And that was kind of how I shifted ultimately into into friendship and community and connection. I love that. Yes. I resonate so much with what you said on the, I was super passionate about the working mom topics at first. And of course I started noticing that I, in the recording of the podcast, I was mostly talking about mindset stuff and like all of those other things that are kind of still related to working moms, but not like you said, like working moms, you know, wages and fairness and all of those things in the workplace. So I totally resonate with that. I think we're very aligned in that, that we both have that passion to kind of like support moms through like all of their stages of life, right? Yeah. And all those seasons. So yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. So what would you say, why is forming connections so important? Like no matter what stage of life you're in, right? If you're either a new mom or your kids are going to school or your kids are a little bit older, why is having those connections with other people just important to have in your life? I mean, honestly, it just makes life fun. (laughs) I think is probably the way to put it. Like if I'm going to just say succinctly, it's you get more joy. The research backs all this up. The research even backs that like we live longer with friendship. It's, I mean, it's really crazy. The Surgeon General will even compare loneliness and lack of friends to just as bad for our health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day as obesity. Like loneliness is, it is actually an epidemic in our country And so obviously for health reasons, it's great for you, but honestly, like, man, it keeps you out of, it can help you out of depression. It can just like lift your spirits and just make you feel a little bit less alone in this life because at the end of the day, like we all just want to be seen and known and friendship is one really, really great way for that to happen. Yeah, definitely. And I know the last time we talked, it was the pandemic had just basically started. 
because I think our episode was like in early or in 2020, in the summer of 2020. So I think especially in then coming through those, the past two years of sort of like this intense isolation, right? Like a lot of us, I think, especially the ones that were working from home all of the time, just felt that more intense isolation. And even as an introvert, I'm feeling it. I'm like, I need to go out and do things. Like I need to reconnect with people. Like I have that urge, even though I am introverted. <laughs> so I think it is so important, especially right now. Yeah. And I always, I always feel like introverts, you know, are sometimes so misunderstood in that sense too, of like, oh, they only like to be alone. It's like, no, no, no. Like that's how we recharge. And then you know, we still get filled up by people. Usually it's like, you know, deeper connections, smaller groups of people that are more attractive (laughs) as options for connection for introverts. But yes, we all crave it, whether we're extroverted or introverted for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I definitely resonate with the smaller groups of people or the one-on-one connections. Like that's really, I think, what my where what gives me life inside of friendships and like community. Same. And you know, a funny story. I just got back from uh, a girls' weekend at a cabin where we've done this like every year for years with a bunch of my high school girlfriends, and so it was a large group of us, like eight to ten, kind of depending upon the day, who all was up there. And I just talked with one of them now, like we've just gotten back, but we have like a boxer chat where we talk pretty consistently um, with between four of us. And she was like, I just feel like I didn't get to talk to you guys all weekend. And we were together for four days. And I'm like, right? There's something like there's a different energy and vibe in the bigger group uh, than there is in the smaller group. So there's definitely times and places where both they definitely serve different purposes at times for sure. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think it's good for moms to realize like it's not an all or a nothing. Like you don't have to like go seek out like big groups all the time. Maybe it is just one person and that's how it is for now. Or, or you know, next time it might be a big group and but this time it's one person. Or I think just recognizing that it's different all the time or in different seasons of life even, but just having those connections is important. Yeah, for sure. Actually, that's a lot of what I support moms around is because I think we all have this idea of like, we're supposed to be hanging out with this one big group and all the time and, you know, but kind of that mindset of like, well, is that really the goal? Is that even what you like? And, you know, just thinking about like, what do you need right now? Like, do you need just like a solid one-on-one deep dive conversation with someone? Or do you need just like a night out to forget about a lot of things in life? Like it's just continuing to pay attention to that is so valuable because, you know, as moms, our time is so limited. And so we want to be doing things that ultimately is going to fill our, our connection cup, not necessarily like what might fill somebody else's. So figuring out how to listen to ourselves is so, so critical. I love that you mentioned that because I talk a lot about sort of like following our intuition and really listening to like what we need, like instead of like what outside sources are telling us that we should want. So I think that's super, super important. Yeah, I could not agree more. The the like, I mean, I think like the thing that makes all of us feel the worst about friendship these days is social media because we just see what everybody else is doing. And then we forget a lot of things when we see that we forget that like, that's not the whole story. We forget that like, oh, I don't even want that. Like, why am I feeling bad? 
that I don't have it. There's just, uh, it's like, yes, I love the like <laughs> focusing inward can be so, so helpful and powerful in all aspects of life for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so what advice would you give to moms when it comes to like nurturing their communities or friendships without like adding another thing to their to-do list? Because we're all very busy, no matter what we're doing, you know, with the kids, with the house, with their marriages or spouses or uh, partners, with our jobs or businesses, like we have all these plates spinning, right? So what could you give them as advice to like not feel so overwhelmed by the thought of adding more? That is the question, right? Like how do we invest in something without adding more things to our to-do list? And I think with friendship, you can be, you know, a little creative and a little strategic around like thinking about how to fit friendship into your current rhythms and your current routines. Like that is really where I like to focus. Initially, what I usually do with moms is, you know, figure out, okay, what are you really craving though right now? Like, is there certain connections that you feel like you might need more of, or are there certain connections you think, you know, could be really fulfilling for you if you could just deepen them a little, or is it just, no, I have great friends. I just don't have time to spend with them. And so just kind of figuring out like, what's really, what are you craving most? Kind of identifying one to max three people or connection types to focus on at any given time. And then it's thinking smartly about how can I, how can I fit this in? So if you're starting from square one where you like legit don't have friends, you've just moved, you know, that's going to be a different strategy. There is going to be a little bit on your to-do list, but if you're just looking to fit friends in that you have, that you're just looking to deepen, It's like looking at your week and saying, where do I have space to invite a friend in? Is it on, maybe you walk five days a week, maybe you can invite a friend in one of those days. Or I used to love weekday dinners pre-COVID of like, oh my gosh, we're all home with these kids and they constantly have to eat. Like, wouldn't it be fun to just, you know, meet at a park or just come over? Man, friendships, connections accelerate if you can get somebody in your home you know, it's just amazing how quickly that can happen. So from a time perspective, it is really looking for what are things I'm doing already? What are the rhythms I have? And are there opportunities to bring friends in? And then so that you're like not constantly planning that out. What I really like to do is like, you know, have that one friend come over for dinner or go on that one walk And then at the end of the walk or the end of the dinner, I like to say something like, oh my gosh, this was so fun. Would you want to just like, you know, do this once a month or would you want to do this every other week and kind of see if you can get something just like loosely on the calendar? Because I find it's so much easier to move something that's already there versus like getting it there in the first place. So that's my biggest trick. Like I would say, well, this isn't true right now because I've just moved, but pre-move, like three to four of my monthly connections were just like cyclical. They were just like on the calendar to happen. And that like made life so much easier. So then at the end of the day, I wasn't planning that many more connections beyond, you know, those three or four to fill up the month. Yeah. I love that strategy because then it is, it's like less pressure too. So you already have like that sort of like that calendar 
appointment in there, but it can always change. And then so that way it's actually like out there and you're not like stressing about it. It's just, it can be fluid. It can change. I just, I love that kind of like flexibility that it has. Yeah. And let me like, I want to give like a real world scenario here because there were, there was a group of moms where we had on the calendar every other week we would get together just like after bedtime and it only happened once a month. Like it got canceled every other time. <laughs> just to like put that out there. But it only happened every month because we were like, hey, let's try to do this thing every other week. And that's how we got to once a month. So just really want to put some like reality out there for you too. Of like, it's okay if things like get canceled or don't happen. I just promise you, if you can get something kind of like rotating, it's more likely to happen than not. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a really good point. <laughs> yeah, life happens. I know I always see things. I always see like people declare things on social media. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, she made a cleaning schedule to clean her house every Monday. And now she's doing that. And now her house is like perfectly clean all the time. That's what I'm thinking. What she forgot to then tell me was she was like, oh yeah, no, like something came up that one Monday. So this is like kind of getting cleaned every three weeks and this system is kind of working. So it's like, (laughs) don't put too much pressure on the system. The goal is ultimately to just like baby steps towards more connection, not necessarily to like come out the gate and be like, my calendar is always full and ready to go. And even when I'm not feeling it, I just go, no, no, no. Like still listen to your intuition, all the things, but yeah. That's definitely how I am in a lot of areas. Like I, you know, with like health or working out or like all of those things, like I feel worse if I put a pressure on myself to put it on there every day. But I'm like, if I just say, I'll do it three times for 20 minutes and I don't care what time, what day it is, what time it is, I'm more likely to do it then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And Kelly, I have like immense guilt right now over an episode I put out on my podcast about like my goals for the year and my tracking system for those that fell apart three weeks later. And I have never gone back. And I'm like, people are out there thinking that I am, I'm sticking to this amazing system. And I was so confident and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I need to like go confess, but I just haven't had time to confess it yet. (laughs) Yeah. I think we've all been there at some point or another. (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about sort of like connection building in online businesses and like as mom entrepreneurs, you know, that can be really isolating too when you're building your own business. But there are a lot of other moms that are doing the same thing and building their businesses and looking for community. So do you have any tips on making those connections with even people in the digital space that you might not even have known, like, you know, in real life before? Yeah, I think that's kind of like the cool thing about the online business world is that, I don't know, there's like a little bit less hesitant. I don't know, the awkwardness isn't as big of a deal to reach, go into someone's DMs because it's like, well, we're all kind of doing this. So like, that's kind of nice. It's like, okay, this isn't weird. Like once you get over it initially, once you're in here and then you're like, oh, everybody's doing this. Okay, this is what we do. Um, So that's always nice to kind of get beyond that. But then really it's about, you know, just kind of, I like to just pay attention to different people online. And I'm like, man, I'm like really vibing with that person. Like, you know, when you like, like, man, we seem to have a lot in common and, you know, you can start commenting so that they get more used to seeing your handle, those types of things. But 
Really what I like to do is I like to pay attention, particularly like in-person, I mean like Zoom events that bring online business people together. And if I see someone that's like, maybe someone says something that I really relate to, I might side DM them there and then kind of connect with them after and just kind of see where, essentially see where the DMs go. And then if I'm really like liking someone, I will often ask like, Hey, are you on Voxer? Like, I'd love to just, you know, maybe connect in that way. And so I've got several random Voxer chats with the different people that I've run into over the last few years of, you know, being online. But I really like to do it the one-on-one because, I mean, the two of us, we connected because, I mean, I don't know if I'm remembering this correctly, but like there was a working mom that brought, I don't know, like 20 of us kind of together in a group Instagram chat. Like, do you have the same memory I do of this? Yeah, yeah. I'm still in that Instagram chat too. I think there was one mom who kind of said, we're all doing similar things. Let's get in this chat together and see how we can collaborate, network, like do all the things. Yeah. And so that's been like really great for meeting, you know, a lot of people in kind of the same niche. But what I have found like most valuable is like when you realize you connect with one or a few, it is like then going individually to that person. And so I know over the last two years, I've created, I've been a part of like two masterminds. And what's been cool is like, like I'm not paying for those masterminds. I found people and created them because that's the thing is like, you can pay thousands of dollars to join a mastermind. And I have, like, I'll be really honest about that as well. But like being able to find people even through that paid mastermind that I'm like, oh, we really connect. We should keep talking beyond this paid experience, beyond this container. And so I've kind of like picked up people along the way and have created my own masterminds where I I can get business support. My last one, in fact, was awesome. And it's still kind of going, we're on like a summer hiatus right now because a lot of us are just taking like summer breaks, but it is Two of us are like coaches, mentors. One is a confidence coach. I'm a friendship mentor coach. And then the other two, one was a copywriter and one was a website designer. And it was so nice to like, none of us directly competed with each other, but we all, and we all had this like collective knowledge that was so helpful for running an online business. And so we were just so open to helping each other you know, I was able to give feedback to copywriters and and our website designer because those are services I could potentially use. So like, what would a coach think about that offer and, you know, vice versa. So it is just being like a little intentional about thinking about, is there two or three other business owners I've been seeing that could be nice to bring together and being really intentional? I absolutely love that. I do. And I have like, I have been a part of both free and paid masterminds as well. And like you said, have gotten like picked up friends, business friends out of like a paid mastermind where I still talk to her like every day on Boxer. Like it's just amazing the connections you can make. But I absolutely love like just create your own. Like if you're out there and you don't feel like you're vibing with what you're seeing, or maybe you haven't found like your the mastermind you want to be a part of, create your own. I think that is just like, that's an awesome idea. I love that. 
Yes. At one point I shouldn't like, I have this like one business idea that I'm like, man, do I like serve as a mastermind matchmaker? Like that has been one of my like business ideas that I've thrown out there of like, and just kind of like facilitated, helped people facilitate it. Cause it is hard to do a peer led mastermind. There are some like challenges with that, but they, they can also be so rewarding and they might ebb and flow a little bit like mine currently is, but I'm not too worried about it. And I think we might have a space to open up. So I'm kind of like having my eyes out for like, oh, could someone else be interested in joining us? And yeah, it's been good. Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, I think a lot of times, like in the summer, things kind of slow down with moms, right? Because we have a lot of like things shifting, like kids are at home or they're in different programs that are not matching up to the hours they were in school. So it's like a lot of like different variables coming in with summers. But I think that is one of the most sort of like beneficial things about creating your own business and creating your own thing online where you can like design that all around your family and your kids. I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to, you know, design my own business. Yeah. It's to have, you know, that flexibility to be able to in the summer with your, you know, stay at home mom friends or meeting up at the pool, like to be able to do that. And yeah, there's so many really cool things. Yeah, definitely. Do you have any tips around sort of like mindset sort of tips for moms in sort of, I don't want to say like getting in the right mindset, because what is even the right mindset? That's not how I want to put it, but sort of like just kind of getting into that mindset where they feel comfortable enough to reach out to other moms or that they feel like, you know, that this is something that would make it easier for them to sort of make that initial reach out or make that initial like reach out to the other mom business owner to start a mastermind and different things like that. Yeah. You know, I think that a lot of times when it comes to connections, when it comes to friends, you know, we all have some fears and those fears will vary, you know, based off of your own friendship experiences in the past. And so I think anytime you can do some work to understand what am I fearing here? You know, what feels scary about this? That's really helpful to ultimately be able to overcome it. It's kind of like, you just like kind of got to know what you're dealing with, you know, (laughs) to help your mindset a bit. And so a lot of times actually have a quiz to help moms figure out what is getting in the way and mindset can be one of those things. And it's usually like this idea of, you know, fearing rejection, fearing the awkwardness. Yeah. Just like kind of thinking through, okay, you know, what is really, what is my body like freaking out about? You know, what, why is this happening? And if you can figure out what exactly is happening, great. If you can figure out why, like if you want to figure out why, you know, sometimes that can be helpful too, but I do find that can be helpful for moving forward. So for example, if it is that fear of rejection, you can do some pep talks. I I call them pep talks. Some people call them affirmations, but like I will legit sit in my car before I go into an event or before I go into meeting up with someone to be like, you're a good friend. Like she wants to connect with you. That's why she's here. Like, you know, yeah, you might say something awkward, but that's okay. She's going to forgive you. You know, whatever type of pep talk I might need before I get out of the car can be really helpful. And then 
you know, like if you're more of a person that is just like, oh my gosh, I just never know what to say. This whole thing feels so awkward. I'm so uncomfortable. Well, in that case, you know, maybe it's not necessarily a pep talk. It can be that too, but it could truly be tangible things like, okay, I'm going to have three questions prepared or three stories. I always like to like think of like, okay, is there anything funny that's happened in the last few days with my kids or just like anything to be able to draw upon. I used to do this in preparing for job interviews too of like, okay, what are my go-to questions? What are my go-to stories? And it's not like I even need to write them. You may want to write them down if that's part of like your brain's process for, for those things. And it's, I never find that I actually have to reference them. There's like safety in just going in, like feeling like you've got your tool battle. Like you've got all the tools you need. Like, okay, they're here. I don't know which one I'm going to need. I don't know when, but I just know I've thought ahead a little bit. And so that can remove some of like those awkward feelings of like, it's going to be fine because I've got some questions, you know, if I start to run out of things to say, and, and that can help kind of like get over that hump of actually showing up, actually getting in the car, all the things. Yeah, I love that. I definitely resonate with that too. I rehearse things in my mind. I used to do the same thing for job interviews, meeting new people like that. I'm not certain, you know, what to say to them. I'll have some things in my mind, like some topics or like some ways to explain like what I do in my business or career. Like if they ask me that, like I always have those little (laughs) like things stored up in my mind. Yeah. And that's honestly, that's why I also just like, to to help moms think about like, okay, where am I investing right now? Because the reality of what happens in our day is we can potentially run into so many people at like drop school drop-off or camp drop-off. Like there's so many connection opportunities throughout a day. And if you're not being mindful about which ones you want to take advantage of, sometimes you might end the day and you might be like kicking yourself for all of these great opportunities that you didn't take advantage of. And I find that like so stressful and so like, well, that's not going to help me like move forward. And so just deciding, hey, okay, today when I go to camp drop off, I'm going to smile and say hi to one mom. That's all I have to do today, like to move my connections forward, like to just kind of keep something going. And it's almost just like deciding. That's one of my other big tricks is just like, okay, deciding today, where do I want to invest? And then don't stress about any other place that like happens or anything like that. It's just like, oh yeah, no, I did. I said the hello, like I said I was going to do. And it's just, it becomes easier and it just helps with, I find that helps my mindset immensely when it comes to the pressure or how bad I feel about what I have or haven't done in my connections in a given day. I love that. Yeah. Just taking like that little baby step. It doesn't have to be doing the whole, going down the whole path right now. Just take that one like little step closer um, and just kind of see how it unfolds. I love that. So Emily, uh, what is your favorite part of the work you do to support moms right now? Yeah, I think it is. Honestly, it's just helping and seeing like people break down the myth of like, they're the only one that is not feeling great about friendship or the only one that's like kind of not feeling like they have their people or their circle. And it's like, oh no, a lot of us feel this way actually. And also it's not as scary as it looks because 
the research, the science will tell us that I think it's over 75% of women want more from their friendships, want more in their friendships. And so like we have this idea that we're the only one that's wanting more. And so that feels really scary then to put yourself out there because it's like, well, she's not even wanting a friend. Like, why would I do this? And knowing that it's like, oh no, the the world, the people around you are actually more open to connection than we think is like a total game changer. I always joke, I probably said this the first time you had me on, but like I found early on in our first move, constantly assumed people didn't want to be my friend. And I think I had inadvertently been like pre-rejecting them. And once I figured out essentially the like science of like, oh no, or the research saying like, no, 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 people are actually more open to connection. I actually didn't figure out the research. I sat in a room of 30 women from my condo who were like, oh no, we want friends. And I'm like, wait, what? You all have family, like you actually grew up here and you're telling me that you want friends in this, from this condo that I'm living in. And it, it could be me. And that was really when I was like, okay, well, then I started assuming that everyone wanted to be my best friend if I talked with them. And obviously that is not true, nor did I want to be everyone's best friend. But like, it was amazing how that mindset alone of like, oh, well, I mean, you're obviously going to want to be my best friend. So let's like have a conversation as if we all know that to be true. And it's like, oh my gosh, that is when my friendships exploded of like, because I stopped assuming they didn't want to be my friend. That's all that changed. It's literally all that changed. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that so much. And yeah, we did. I think we touched on this in the first time we talked, but when I moved to my current town, it's like a smaller town outside of Chicago, like a much smaller town. We're talking like 10,000 people and Chicago's like 7 million with all the suburbs. <laughs> so when I first moved here, I had the same exact thoughts. I'm like, everybody is just like an insider and like, they're not going to want to be friends with me. Like I I'm from Chicago. Like they're like, they have their groups. They have their little, like, you know, niche groups already. How am I going to like get into this? But yeah, it is sometimes that is just uh, something that is in our heads. And when we start actually interacting with people, it's way different. So I did find that out when I started interacting with people, I started building relationships in the community, you know, I started having mom friends and like things like that. And they were welcoming. So it is it is something it's a barrier to get through when you move to a new place for sure. Yeah, I love that. I love that that was your experience. And I do want to normalize like it is there are going to be groups that like are super set and established and like can be hard to get in to. And like I, we just, three years ago, we moved into a new neighborhood and there was clearly like this core group and they were like the social planners of the neighborhood. And so I would go to the social event, but like that group was clearly like so tight knit. And so I was like trying to devise this strategy for how to get in. And honestly, it was after like two social gatherings that I was like, hold on a second. I don't even think I like these people. Like, I don't even know that I want to be in this group. And then what I was able to do when I stopped like looking at this group that I couldn't get into, I like looked to my left and my right. And I was like, oh, hey, look at all these other people looking at this group. Like, let me just collect them. And it's just like, it's amazing what can happen when you're just like more open to like 
It doesn't necessarily even have to be that you have to get into some of these established groups. And again, like, remember, not everything is as established as it seems on the outside, but like work with, work with the energy you're getting back, but just always be cognizant that like, you're not bringing an untrue energy to it. If that makes sense. You probably can explain this better than I can, but that's how I think about it of like, wait, am I seeing this clearly or am I putting something on this? And then it's like, no, okay, I think I'm seeing this clearly. That's fine. Like not every connection is intended to become, you know, your ride or dies or even like good friends. It's all about the energy. Yeah, I know exactly what you're referring to with the energy. And yeah, it is just feeling into that energy when you're like talking to people or when you're in a room of people, like, what does it feel like? Does it feel like expansive? Or does it feel like you're constricted? Like, does it feel like good? Or does it feel like, no, I'm just going to be closed off right now? Like, you definitely can. And I know, like, personally, I am more of that, like, sort of sensitive, empathic person. So I can sense, like, energies around me, too. So I can sense, like, if there's some energy that I don't vibe with. And so if you are that type of person where you're very sensitive to energies, a good practice I've done is kind of like clearing out your energy from wherever you were before, before you go into a new situation and then just coming in with like a renewed, your renewed energy and then just kind of seeing what else, what else you're feeling and what's coming in. Yeah. And then not making yourself wrong for it. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Yeah. Just feel what you feel and like honor that. Yeah. (laughs) Preach, Kelly. Preach. I love it. (laughs) So what has been your biggest takeaway, like either a lesson or a challenge or a takeaway that you learned from starting your own business as a mom entrepreneur? You know, it's probably what I just said to you. Don't make yourself wrong. I think that's been my biggest lesson that I truthfully continue to learn over and over. But yeah, you know, I think starting as a working mom niche, 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 I don't know what I would say, but like I could make myself wrong for that. Like, why didn't I just start with friendship? Like, look at how much ground I lost or whatever. It's like, no, I mean, I learned a lot and I still talk to working moms all the time. Like, It's actually like a huge part of my community still. And yeah, like kind of deciding, oh, it's like group programs, the way to go or memberships or courses. Like, I don't know. Like I'm just less, yeah, I'm just, I'm less prone to think there was only one right way. And like the timing of it still matters. That might've been the right thing then. It might be the right thing again, just, you know, and it probably just continuing to lean into like, okay, what do I actually want? And paying attention to how my body feels in those experiences. I don't know if you feel this way, but I find one of the hardest things for me is my body is telling me I'm stressed out about something that I'm doing in my business. And it's trying to figure out, am I stressed because this is new and scary and that's why I'm stressed? Or is it new, scary, and I just don't like it? I don't know. I don't know yet. And so trying to give myself space to like try new things without... If in the end, it's not right, not make myself wrong or beat myself up that like, man, why didn't I just like do this? Why did I spend so much time doing that? Yeah, it's all learning. Yeah, I definitely resonate with that. Yeah, it is all a learning experience. And there are going to be certain things that you 
prefer to do a certain way where you're like, for me, I, for the longest time, I did not want to go on Facebook live. I wanted nothing to do with it. I didn't want to show up on Facebook live. I was like scared of it. I didn't want to deal with it. I just pushed it off. And then I started doing it a couple of months ago, but I showed up as like, I'm going to get on here imperfectly. I'm not going to worry about really what I look like. I'm not going to have a script planned. I am just going to talk like I do on my podcast and I'm going to do it in that style. And if I do it in that style, that way I, I can do it. Like, but if I try to be perfect or like do it in the way other people do it, then I don't want anything to do with it. I run away from it. So yeah, it is all about finding like what works best for you. What is your intuition telling you to do? What feels good? So what inspires you to keep going? You know, I honestly, I really like the strategy of running a business. Like running a business is really fun. And I think I have gone a little overboard at times in the last few years with that. And yeah, I think, again, not make myself wrong, but I think what keeps me going right now is that because I've been at this for a few years, a lot of things feel easier. And like, so right now I would say I'm slightly pulled back from my business in a lot of ways, but it's actually quite robust because I, like enough systems have been built at this time and it doesn't feel hard to keep them going. And I feel like I can actually pause and not be like, okay, well now I need to make a TikTok account because I have space available again because things are like easier. It's just like, oh no, now I just get to have space. And so I think that's what's keeping me going right now is finally like getting a little space and just kind of like keeping things moving and not having like some specific financial pressure goal that like is going to make me crazy and constantly think about the business. And so I'm just right now find I've found a really lovely I hate to use the word balance, but I'm just like, I'm in a spot of like, I'm not constantly thinking about my business because I used to just wonder, am I thinking about this constantly because I just love it and I'm obsessed with it and passionate about it? I think that was part of it. But I also think I had like a slightly unhealthy, like some unhealthy goals that like at the end of the day, I didn't actually care about. I had just set. And so now my, I think maybe my goal has shifted of like, this is a fun space for me and no pressure when I like need to step away a little bit. Like there's enough that keeps it moving that I've kind of removed that pressure and removed some different goals that it's just like, oh, this just gets to be what it gets to be for now. So I think that's why I can keep going right now is because I've removed a lot of pressure I had initially put on it. I love that. Yeah, we do. We put so much pressure on ourselves, especially like starting out because I know at least for me, like when I first started like exploring creating a business online, there's just so many things flying at you from like every angle. And you're like, well, I have to do this and this and this, and I have to have a goal to make like $10,000 a month or else, you know, what am I even doing? And then you, when you just sit and get quiet and like you said, just truly reflect on what it is you really like your goals are. And again, going back to like that inner like intuition, like what is it your intuition's telling you that your goals are? Is it the $10,000 a month or is it more like purposeful work and finding meaning in what, in what you're doing and what you're putting out there? And maybe the money will come eventually like from the purpose, right? 
that's what I really had to like dig deep in when I was in the throes of like, I have to do all the things and I'm stressed and I'm working even more than I was in my nine to five. You kind of have to sit and like evaluate. Is that what I like really want to be doing? <laughs> yeah, I found quieting the, I call it quieting the noise was really helpful for me too. I, I think it's really easy as new business owners or like explorers to sign up for all the freebies. And so you're on everyone's email list. And like, I was finding that even if I wasn't opening the email, the subject line was stressing me out, you know, because it was basically telling me there's a secret in here that you're not doing. And if you only did that thing, you know, your business would be amazing. Um, and so I unsubscribed from everything uh, other than there's a few, you know, obviously that I've not unsubscribed from uh, my podcast, like feed became really, really critical. And so I think that was also a very tangible step that I think brought me to that place that helps me keep going. Like cutting out the noise was like, probably what actually got me to a space of like, oh, this can be sustainable as long as someone's not constantly yelling at me, telling me I'm doing things wrong, which they weren't yelling. They were just sending nice emails. But to me, it felt like yelling. And I just was like, stop yelling at me. I can only do so much. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Yeah. Cutting out the noise. That is so, so critical, especially like in thinking about like that shiny object syndrome, like cutting all of that out, like you said, minus the couple of, you know, there are always going to be those couple of inspirational people that you still want to follow. And that's okay. You can just have like a folder in your Gmail and put those emails in there and go look at them occasionally. But definitely I was guilty of subscribing to all the things when I first started. I'm still on my unsubscribe mission. <laughs> So I'm slowly getting through like unsubscribing to things, but definitely cutting that noise out and like, and truly like thinking about what, what it is you want to be intentional in your business. What do you want to be intentionally doing? Yeah. Listening to, to you, not all the people telling you, I mean, what they're really telling you are options, but they're not presented as options. You know, they're presented as like, this could be the one thing if you could just give it a try. Yeah, they're very much presented as like read or to click, sort of like, I don't want to say clickbait. Some of them are clickbait. Let's be honest, some of them really are clickbait, but some of them are more like do this method and it will bring you like this amazing result that I got, which I've always had an issue with saying things like that because in my, especially in my coaching that I do with moms, I kind of say outright that there is not a one size fits all. And I've said that kind of from the beginning, even when I had my first iteration of this podcast, I used to say, there's not a one size fits all like working motherhood. I went to now there's not a one size fits all way to build your business, right? It's, it's going to be different for everybody. And it's going to be based on what your unique goals are, what your unique passions are, what you want to bring to the world, like all those different aspects that go into it. Is there anything else you want to share with moms to leave any thoughts with them about anything at all? Yeah, I think it would just be, don't make yourself wrong and start small. Like just don't, even when it comes to connection, it can be so easy to hear me say, oh, I had, you know, lunch or dinner after 
weekday dinner dates and walks and happy hours. And it's like, I didn't get to that overnight. Like it, it starts slow and also some will fall off and new ones come on. Like it just, you know, like, I think we, we all have this notion that you make friends when you're little and then you're set. You know, I think that's one like perspective that a lot of us bring to the table that then all of a sudden find ourselves in adulthood and being like, I don't know that these relationships fit as well as they used to, or if they're serving me as well as they used to, or like, actually, I need people that are kind of interested in this and none of them are. So do I need to go make new friends? You know, it can feel just like a lot and it doesn't have to happen overnight. Pick one spot just smile, say hello, make small goals. They add up and then everything becomes more comfortable. And yeah, don't make yourself wrong for like whatever your friendships look like today. And if you want them to change, great. And if they don't look the way you want today, that's not like, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Like you get to change that. And it doesn't have to happen. Like all the energy doesn't have to go there tomorrow. You can start small. Yeah, that's so key. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. So I just have a couple more questions for you and then kind of getting to know you and where we can follow you online and all those good things. What is your favorite part of being a mom? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I honestly think it's the cuddles. I was contemplating saying like, I do feel like I've been stretched as a human, you know, like from a person, I think having kids are like the biggest personal development challenge you can ever take on that just keeps on giving over and over. Um, but yeah, no, my like littlest is a cuddler and my oldest never was. So I'm like really soaking that in right now. I love that. Yeah. My daughter is a big cuddler too. She, she loves to cuddle all the time. What's one thing about you that people would not expect? Well, like usually my party story, like after people have gotten to know me and like, I'll drop this like five, I don't know, five gatherings in and I'll be like, oh yeah. I mean that, you know, that one year where I lived in a van, they're always like, I'm sorry, what? Because I'm just like kind of a very like practical, logical person. But yeah, I did a, I don't know, maybe like a gap year type experience post-college where I was grouped together with five other strangers and we went around in a van in the Southwest United States and the, and South America for a year and just like basically couch surf in different people's homes. And it was my, my funny little year, but very, a very, you know, transformative year as well. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. I think everybody should have one of those. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Your little wild experience. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. What are you currently reading that you're really resonating with? Well, I actually just finished a book called Start With Hello uh, and other like neighborly acts. Uh, it's coming out in the fall. It's so I got the chance to read it before it came out. And I was like, oh my gosh, the time makes perfect. We just moved and need to like figure out what our community is going to look like. And it's really great. It, it obviously gives like super, like kind of like tangible things to be thinking about as you think about community in your own life. And also really stretches in terms of, you know, outside of ourselves, like seeing difference and how do we work through any uncomfortable feelings that come up when we, you know, are around people that are different from us. And so it was a good, it was a good, like stretchy 
Yeah, that sounds really good. I think that's so important, especially right now. Like, how do we deal with those feelings coming up around differences? Like, we're at that point in our kind of our country right now where that is challenging to navigate. So that sounds like a really good, good book to dig into. What are you working on, like in your business that you're excited about? Anything coming up? any like programs or any, you know, anything coming up that you, that you want to talk about in your business? Yeah. So I think, you know, all of right now I am most excited about uh, my paid community, which is called mom friends. And uh, I'm going to do a little tweaking to it. when I open the doors again, kind of this late summer, early fall, but really bringing community together of women that want to essentially commit to better knowing themselves, better self-reflection so that they can ultimately share themselves better with others and really surround themselves with quality community, whether that be friends, neighbors, partners, spouses, or kids, and just, you know, really being able to lean in well to our connections in a healthy way. I have found like the best way to have healthy friendships is to be healthy yourself. Uh, It just makes the whole thing a lot easier. So yeah, really excited to open the doors to that again soon. So be on the lookout. Sounds incredible. Yes, I think very something that is very much needed and definitely will put all the links to anything you want to share in the show notes. And where can we follow you online? Yeah, so I am mostly on Instagram at the Connected Mom Life and theconnectedmomlife.com too is my website. And then the podcast is on, I took a break for the move, but that will be coming back in the next, over this, uh, probably late summer. So that's actually the first time I've put a date on it. I haven't told anyone, but yeah, should be coming back soon. Sounds great. Yeah, we'll post all your links in the show notes. And uh, so everyone can go and follow you and get all your great resources. So thank you so, so much. Yeah, just thank you for coming back on the show. I really enjoyed this episode. And, you know, just as I did the first time, but it was so amazing seeing how we've both kind of evolved through our stories, like since the first time we've connected, I think it's just That was incredible, just kind of reconnecting. Yeah, agreed. So good to connect. So thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Kelly. You too. Thank you so much for tuning into the Moms with a Purpose show today. I am so grateful that you've decided to listen to my podcast. I am so excited to continue bringing you valuable content that will help you in your purposeful and passion-filled mom life going forward. So if you enjoyed the content on this episode... I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. In addition, I want to invite you to join my Facebook group called Moms with a Purpose. I will leave the link in the show notes, but I would really love for you to join. We touch on all of the topics talked about on this podcast, plus feature free challenges, 
and a chance to meet other purpose-driven moms that are out there doing, following their passions and pursuing their dreams just as you are in their own unique ways. So I would love to see you in the Facebook group. Until next time, have a great week and thank you so much for tuning in.